Welcome to Lymphedema Podcast. I'm Betty Westbrook, a certified lymphedema therapist and the voice behind Lymphedema Podcast. The purpose of this podcast is to provide answers and explanations for people affected by the lymphatic disease, lymphedema. This podcast is for patients, family members, medical professionals, and anyone interested in lymphedema. Each month, I will discuss a new topic related to this disease to help you learn more and navigate better your journey ahead. Between shows, you can catch me on IGTV or Instagram TV, as well as monthly live Q&A sessions. I'm so passionate about teaching others about lymphedema that I created this podcast just for you. Thanks for joining me. I hope you're ready to learn something new today. Disclaimer, as a certified lymphedema therapist, all information provided is based on my professional experiences and education. I recommend that anyone who feels they have lymphedema or have been medically diagnosed with lymphedema seek in-person medical treatment from a certified lymphedema therapist. Hey everybody, welcome back to episode 80 of Lymphedema Podcast. I'm Betty, I'm your host, and today I have with me some very special guests from session one of Camp Watch Me. Lymphedema Podcast is sponsored by Eros Medical, Bryland's Feet Foundation, Juzo, Medi USA, and the National Lymphedema Network. This podcast would not be possible without these wonderful sponsors. Be sure to go show them some love by visiting their pages that are linked on the Lymphedema Podcast website. You can also find more information about each of these sponsors on my resources page. You're going to be hearing a lot more about Camp Watch Me in the next few episodes that I'll be putting out. This family is from New Jersey and their CLT is from Colorado. Christina and Nick, welcome to the podcast. Welcome. Thank you. We're actually from New York, not New oh. Jersey. Close enough, though. Oh, New Jersey, New Jersey. Oh, well. Well, uh, Christina and Nick from New York, welcome. Thank you. Um, and we have Lauren Brown. She's a CLT. She was your CLT at camp, Nick, and she's joining us today as well. Hi, Lauren. Thanks for having me. Hey there. You're welcome. Thanks for being here. All right, Nick. So we're going to start with you. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? How old are you? What are some things that you like? Anything about your lymphedema you want to share? My name is Nicholas. I'm 10 years old. I love to play soccer. And I think you're pretty good at it. I remember seeing you at camp messing around with some soccer balls or some kickballs or something. You're pretty good. <laughs> it's okay. Anything no one... else about your lymphedema? Tell um, them where you have your lymphedema. I have um, lymphedema on my left leg up to the knee and lymphedema on my right leg up to the thigh. And I don't like it. I can imagine. I wouldn't like it either. But hopefully camp made it a little bit easier for you knowing that you weren't the only kiddo out there with lymphedema, right? Yeah. And some other kids really liked soccer too. Was that cool meeting some kids with lymphedema that like soccer and play? Yeah. So I was wondering, were you nervous before you came to camp? Not really. I was actually pretty excited. Nice. What were you most excited about? What were you looking forward to? meeting other kids with what I have. 
Do you remember who was the first kid you met? Do you remember what that was like? Uh, I remember the first kid I met was Ruby, and we met her in the airport. I bet you guys hit it off right away. Do you hang out the rest of the day while you're in the airport waiting to be picked up? Uh, yeah, pretty much. That's good. So today I was actually going over some old footage of camp, not old footage, but just some highlights because we're getting ready to make the video for the event coming up in August. And I got to the rock wall climbing and it just reminded me all over again about how stinking tall that rock wall was. Um, I climbed the one that was inside. It was relatively easy. And I'm just wondering, what was it like for you to climb to the top of that rock wall? That was the first time I've ever rock climbed. So to get to the top was like amazing for me. How many times did you try? Was that your first time? Did you have to do it a couple times to get the hang of it? I think it took around six or seven times. Wow. But you stuck with it and it was hot outside. There was no clouds out. I think it was just all sunshine. Were you really hot trying to climb up there seven times? Very. <laughs> Very. Yeah. I saw in the clip when you came down and everybody gave you high fives, you went straight to your water bottle. <laughs> The water wasn't very refreshing, though, because it was just hot. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, hopefully you got a little ice cream or something after lunch, and that made you feel better. Um, did, you, did you want to rock climb in the beginning? No. Were you afraid of the height or just that you hadn't done it before? Both. And how did you change your mind? Who changed your mind? Karen encouraged me to. Who did? Karen. Oh yeah, Karen. She um she tried and she didn't make it to the top. Do you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> I think that's pretty cool that you beat Karen to the top. You can brag about that next summer for sure. So we already talked about when you met Ruby. Um what was it like meeting some of the other boys with lymphedema at camp? It kind of felt the same as meeting the girls, but like I just felt a little more excited because I knew that I would be able to get them to, to get to know them a little more. That's good. Uh, you Did y'all have a sleepover or something that first week? The last night it was him and Caden. I thought that was pretty cool whenever we all were kind of talking Afterwards that night, after y'all's treatment and you guys, I think we're bunked up in the same room. That was pretty fun, huh? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you talked to Caden today, right? Yeah. Yeah. So he talked to Caden today and I think you guys played games online mm -hmm. for a little bit. Do you get to talk to Caden very much? Do y'all kind of keep up a little bit um, playing games or FaceTime or something? Uh. We haven't FaceTimed yet, but we have played games together. So I was wondering if there's another kid listening who is maybe kind of nervous for camp next summer or is thinking about wanting to go but not really sure what it would be like, what would you say to another kiddo that might come to camp next summer but maybe is kind of nervous or not, not really sure what to expect? What would you say to them? 
there's not really anything to like be nervous about like just enjoy yourself and have fun I think that's good because even before you got to camp when you guys were just at the airport your fun started right away huh yeah do you want to share any other memories or activities from camp what did you say to mommy when I asked you would you come back yes I think you said absolutely. And before he even got the question out, he answered. Good. I would absolutely go back to next summer just to hang out, just to see you again. All right, Christina. Well, thanks for letting Nick sit and chat with us for a little bit. As a parent, were you nervous about coming to camp? I was a little nervous, yes, because I didn't know what to expect and what we were walking into. And like Nick said, I was excited as well. More so along the lines of meeting other kids like Nicholas and other parents that sort of go through the same struggles. So it was a little bit of both. It was definitely nerve wracking, but I was also excited. This isn't or wasn't the first lymphedema thing you had done. I know that like in your area, you guys have raised support for other organizations and Nick has kind of helped. So it wasn't the first time that you had done something related to lymphedema. But I'm just wondering, did you feel a difference in like some of the stuff you guys had done before versus coming to like a folk, like a pediatric focused event? Yeah. So I've actually done some support. I've gone to a lymphedema support group at the therapy center that Nicholas goes to, but I was the only parent. Nicholas was the only child. Um, We had been active with one of the not-for-profits and Nicholas, when he was five, um, we went up to Albany to advocate for um, the Lymphedema Treatment Act, well, for lymphedema um, research and grants. Um, And Nicholas was named um, a youth advocate for them. Um, He was also supposed to lobby for the Lymphedema Treatment Act in um, DC in March. And so we've been active in the lymphedema community and we've attempted to do some, um, you know, pediatric type events, which unfortunately we were scheduled for May of 2020 and that got canceled. But coming to camp was, I think, what we needed at the time that we needed it. Um, And without even realizing it, after reflecting back, I don't think we've ever really felt like community of pedia of other parents and kids with pediatric lymphedema. So it was definitely different than any of the other experiences we've had in the lymphedema community. Um, and it's made a huge impact on both of our lives. And uh, I'm excited to help fundraise next month. Hey, Lymphedema Podcasters. This is Brittany Williams, founder of Bryland's Feet Foundation, the first and only nonprofit specific to pediatric lymphedema in the world. If you are looking for a way to give back to the lymphedema community, why not support the youngest warriors fighting lymphedema? This August, we are hosting our annual fundraiser and it's virtual, so that means everyone can get involved. For more information, please visit brylandsfeet.org slash gala. That's B-R-Y-L-A-N-S-F-E-A-T dot org slash gala. Oh, I'm excited too. We're going to work even harder now, I think, 
after meeting so many more families, Brittany and I will talk about it later and others kind of know this, but we weren't together for the first camp. She was off having a baby, you know, like no big deal, just on vacation or something. And, um, I was the only CLT at camp. And while it was like invigorating for me and I just like was on fire to get going when 20, when 2020 was canceled, essentially, we were both really bummed. And I just feel like now after meeting all of you parents and therapists and kids, we're just like, okay, we're definitely not going to stop. Like we are just going to keep going. So I'm glad that you're looking forward to fundraising with us and helping us just kind of continue this mission for you guys. And you mentioned a second ago about meeting parents. What was it like meeting other parents of kids with lymphedema and support group and education sessions? What were all those events or all those sessions like for you? It was information overload. Now, I like to believe that since Nicholas has had lymphedema since he was a baby, that I'm pretty savvy in his condition. I did not realize how much I did not know. So with all of the education sessions, um, we, I learned a lot. Nicholas learned a lot. We use Lauren's toe wrap technique every night religiously. And every morning when Nicholas takes off his night garments and unwraps his toes, he marvels at how small his toes are um, in comparison to the sausages they were before. Um, And the support group, I think, was one of the hardest parts of camp, but one of the best parts of camp for me. I said I was going to try not to cry. Um, we, we spoke about a lot of things and to hear other parents have the same insecurities as you do and go through the same struggles, um, made you able to cope with things a little easier. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, and it's funny cause I was just having this conversation with my mom the other day. Cause she asked me, what did you get out of camp? And I said, I don't think I realized how much I needed it for a number of different reasons for learning things and knowing that there's certain therapies out there, understanding certain parts of pediatric lymphedema that some questions that I've asked over the years, you really kind of don't get an answer. But when you speak to other parents, there's enlightenment there because they've gone through some of the same struggles that you have. I tell everybody when they ask about camp, I said it was exhausting physically and mentally and emotionally but by day five I didn't want to leave what you just said really sums it up is that it was really like overwhelming and kind of exhausting but it was like I want more and I'm really encouraged by it I I think and I think it's an amazing um feeling that just thinking about how much camp impacted my life and Nicholas's life in the matter of five days is unbelievable. It's magical. I don't know. I don't know any other way to put it. Um, And I am extremely grateful to be able to have that experience. Isn't it going to be cool in like 10 years or something when Nick replaces Mary or something? (laughs) Mary's out on maternity leave because she has seven kids or something and Nick is going to step up and be a volunteer. That'd be super cool. 
Yeah, he'll be much more talkative than he is on the Zoom call. (laughs) (laughs) That's the truth. That's the truth. I was wondering, since coming home, are there any other changes that you've seen or that you guys have made from what you learned at camp? Um, Yes, we use the toe wraps. We also wrap his night garment a little differently. Going into therapy, we have the supplies that we got from camp which is a huge plus because it's always a fight to get that covered by insurance. And so anything that we get covered by insurance is sort of extra and I don't have to worry about it. We already have those supplies. Um, And then we also are trying to get um, a pump for Nicholas. So while we were at camp, Nicholas tried the pump and for a while, um, We thought that the pump was going to do more damage than good, which is kind of what we got from the therapists and our doctors because of Nicholas's age and he's still growing. But then after having some of the education sessions and our discussion with Dr. Chen and our discussions with Warren, we were like, he's already has um, lymphatic disorder in the legs. So can it really hurt? Um, you know, he was already born with an underdeveloped lymph system, lymphedema in one leg, and then developed lymphedema in the other leg after, you know, at eight years old. So we're going to try it. And I think it, it can only help him, especially because we also decided through camp to put him back into soccer. So. Yeah, me and Lauren both love that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I did find a rec league, but I actually think we might keep him in the same league. And I am waiting to talk to the director to see if we can just get him in a lower division. Because if they have a bunch of divisions and the he, division he's in, maybe it's just a little too aggressive. So if he goes into a uh, you know, lower division, then it will be a little easier for him to handle. Yeah. And that brings tears to my eyes. I'm like, look at him living his life. That's and I have, to find a rock, I have to find a rock climbing, you know, area for him. <laughs> but he's so, he's so, he is, he's an active kid. And I want to make sure that he's active and continues to stay active because um, it helps him. And uh, I'll be cringing on the sidelines every time he falls, but you know. And I think it'll serve him well, because I think to have, I mean, just talking to people with lymphedema, you know, kids or adults, I think it there's a theme that to have your life defined by a diagnosis that you have is, is a, is a tough way to exist. And to, you know, you hear everyone saying, I'm not going to let XYZ define my life. And that, that will be very cool for him. Well, we actually, yet last night in our area, they, they shut down Main Street and they do like live bands. They call it live at 25. Um, and they were doing fireworks yesterday. So we went, he wears shorts like he normally does. He's wearing his garments, but we're walking in and he says, you know, he goes, I wish I would have wore pants. And I'm like, why do you want to wear pants? He's like, cause everybody's looking at my legs. I said, okay, well, if it bothers you that much, you could say what Ruby says. I think it was Ruby. These, these garments saved my life. So if you have any questions, let me know. And, you know, after five minutes of walking through, you know, and every, you know, people looking, he got over it. 
so a memory for me from camp, hearing the like heartache in your voice when you first um, in the support, I think we were in support group or just in that room when we were just talking about camp um, stuff. And we, we talked about you um, and Nick kind of making that decision, like that family choice that, Hey, we're not going to do soccer next year. This is going to be the end of it. And just for the, you know, reasons why, and just that fear and just being like, I just don't know if you should, or if you can, I just, I remember sitting there thinking, whoa, like we have to help her get some answers. I mean, the education sessions are one thing, but to help with these really specific hard choices that families are going through, that was just kind of a wake up moment for me. Like we're doing it for the education and we're doing it to help give you guys information, but we're also doing it because they're kids and you're a parent and you've never been here either. And so that was something I don't think I'll ever forget is how everybody kind of came together. Yeah, it was a huge impact. And um, I would not have gotten that support elsewhere. It, It killed me to have to tell Nicholas, I think the sport is getting too aggressive. I don't want to risk you getting hurt. I also associated his lymphedema in the other leg with soccer because he developed lymphedema in the beginning of the soccer season. And one of the other um, things that we got through support and talking with the other parents as well, some of the education sessions is that soccer may not have necessarily been the cause of the lymphedema in the other leg. It did like us all being there and talking it out really did help because you made the right call the first time, you know, that was the right decision in that moment with the information you had. And then you made the right call after because you had more information and you had another perspective. So I think either way you're doing the right thing because you were taking care of Nick and there is no better advocate out there for Nick than you. What would you say to any other parents who are coming or might want to come? You need to do what you need to do to come to camp. Figure out how it's going to make it work for you and your family. It's hard because for those that have a significant other or other kids at home, it's difficult to leave them at home. But I also feel for myself, it was a bonding experience with Nicholas and I. You know, every time that we are dealing with Nicholas's lymphedema, it wasn't always a positive experience because whether you're in the hospital or whether you're at therapy or whether I'm fighting with him to get his garments on, Camp Watch Me was a positive experience to have with your child that has lymphedema. And the connections that you're going to make, even if you know, you don't talk to some of the other parents, um, you know, every day you are walking away with so much information, so much education and so much support that, um, it's going to change your life. Lauren's now part of the family. So a great family to be part of. (laughs) I'll text her day and night. And next year I plan on sending my husband so that I'll work at next year, as long as we're invited back, Next year, I want my husband to go through the same things that I went through. It's coming home and trying to explain it to him is not quite the same. We may even try to get grandma on board. On that note, would you say it's really important to bring 
your other half, you know, or whoever that other support person is that's helping with your kids' lymphedema, you think it's important for you guys to come as a pair to camp for the next, you know, for other families too? Um, I think it's definitely a good option because then at least the both of you are learning the same things. Selfishly, I'm kind of glad it was just Nick and I because um, we had that bonding experience. But you know what? I, I want my husband to have that bonding experience with Nicholas as well. So it's nice when it's one-on-one, but if both parents can go, the more the merrier. I would even say that I would love for my daughter to be a little more involved as well, you know, because she's the older sibling. Um, but, you know, that gets to be a little difficult when you have siblings. Um, so it's a plus to have both parents, but it's not necessarily a negative if you don't. Yeah, I could definitely see it both ways too. So like I had mentioned earlier, guys, we have Lauren with us. Lauren was the CLT that uh, was treating Nick um, at camp. Um, and we'll talk more about this when Brittany and I do our uh, review episode. Um, but I will go ahead and just preface by saying that each kid at camp had a volunteer CLT that was paired up with them. So day, night, anytime in between, that was their go-to person for treatment, wraps, measurements, questions, the whole shebang all week. Um, so Lauren was paired up with Nick and Christina. And Lauren, I'm wondering as a CLT, were you nervous before camp? Yeah. I, I was nervous. Um, and I really didn't know what I was getting into. I didn't know what the schedule was. I didn't know, um, you know, the little things like housing and food and all of that. And, uh, I wasn't sure if my lymphedema skills were like up to par or the same as everyone else's. Um, or if the way that I was trained was going to be like grossly different from the way that another CLT was trained and that the way that I was, you know, intending to do my lymphedema therapy was going to be like wrong or different. So there was a lot of question marks when I showed up. Did you feel like those question marks were answered or resolved quickly? Um, I do have a specific question to that in a minute, but just kind of after getting there and kind of getting your feet wet, um, were you a little bit more comfortable? Absolutely. Yeah. I feel like as soon as we walked in and kind of figured out um, who the CLTs were, like put names to faces and kind of figured out what the, what the schedule and the routine and where we were sleeping and all of those kind of basic needs were addressed. And it was like, oh, this is really fun. This is like super cool opportunity for all of these, you know, CLTs just to talk lymphedema, which is a really comfortable, familiar, interesting subject. And so then it was, you know, it, it flipped 180 to be like, Oh, I have this patient. You want to talk about this patient? Like, what do you do? Cause I, I work by myself in my own clinic. And so, um, I am the only CLT for, I don't know, probably 20, 30, minutes and everyone's so busy that we don't really interact much other than a, an occasional meeting or email exchanges. And so I really feel like I, my clinic is kind of a floating buoy in its own. So I, I don't have the 
reinforcement from other therapists. So it was great to be in a whole pool of therapists. And I can totally relate on that. I was a CLT that was pretty solo. Uh, I'm a PTA. So my supervising PT was a CLT, but she was also the manager of a really busy outpatient department that also covered an inpatient rehab and like a day rehab. So she was super busy. So I really kind of felt like I was on an island when I was first a therapist. Um, I remember I went and threw up right after I saw my first patient. Cause I was like, I'm overwhelmed. I don't know what to do. And I was like, Oh, my nerves are getting the best of me. Um, but it ended up not being that terrible, but I think I would have had the same feeling going into camp. It's kind of what that's, that's kind of the feeling I had for the first camp when I was like, what am I doing? <laughs> um, so what was it like working with a kid versus working with an adult lymphedema patient? Because that's what you're more familiar with, right? Adults. Mm-hmm. Yep. I treat, um, only adults. I think my youngest client, my youngest patient is maybe in his thirties or so. Um, and I think just as you had told me at the beginning when I was like, Ooh, Betty, I want to do this, but I don't work with kids. You're like, they are the same as adults, but they are just smaller. Um, and I would say that was the same in working with all of the kids. It's like, you know, they still have extremities and their lymph nodes are still in the similar but like anatomically, everything's very similar. Um, I was pretty amazed at how quickly I could get through my MLD um, session just because it was like, oh, your leg is one eighth the size of some of my adults. Um, but I, I was even more impressed with um, and like even inspired by how involved Nick was with his treatment and therapy and how not just involved, but like he was looking forward to it where he was like, Oh, can you do this again? And could you do it that way? And he was really invested in his treatment. And, you know, when I said, leave your wraps on so I can see him in the morning, he was like, they're still on. Do you want to see my toes? Like, do you want to see how my leg looks? You said, leave the wraps on. Like none of my patients do that. Nick was 100 times more compliant and, and invested. That was really cool. Right. Because if you were to tell an adult clinic coming into outpatient, leave this on until you get in here tomorrow and I'll take it off to do measurements right away. They'll show up with their leg, not only unwrapped, but they will have maybe gone and had like a pedicure and a massage Mm -hmm. and like a Brazilian wax that day. And they're like, I've been out of it for like 12 hours. I I had some, it's pretty close, right? I'm like, (laughs) the results are gone. (laughs) Um, I think that's super cool that Nick was like looking forward to being compliant. It sounds like, you know, he was like stoked. I think for Nicholas, he knows that the therapy works and I, you know, as he's gotten older, have tried to make sure that he's understood what it takes for his lymphedema to manage. And so you know, one of the things that was always mentioned at camp was that, you know, let them do more, let them be autonomous. Um, And Nicholas, even now, even after we got home, he's doing a little bit more on his own than what he did before. 
and I, you know, with his own massaging, I tell him, open up your lymph nodes, you know, um, around your neck, underneath your arms. Cause if I touch him, he's a big giggle fest. So I have him do that on his own now, but you know, he loved, he loved Lauren as his therapist. It was a great match. Good job guys. I love hearing that he's invested and can see the benefit of being compliant and being responsible, you know, for his own lymphedema and its outcomes and stuff. I think that's really, really amazing. And Lauren, how do you feel that you've been impacted both personally and professionally from meeting Nick and the others at camp? Yeah, you know, I was, I've been thinking about this and um, I, camp comes up pretty regularly uh, in my conversations with people and um, a lot with like my rock climbing friends will be like, oh yeah, when I was at lymphedema camp and everyone makes fun of me because they're like, you in this lymphedema camp, like lymphedema camp is always coming up. I'm like, yeah, but we did this cool thing or I learned that or that was really fun. So it's neat that it continues to be a theme that uh, I've talked enough about that all my friends know about it. Um, and one of, one of the biggest things personally, I would say is that, um, I was really surprised at what an impact I made, um, for the kids and for the parents and, um, and, and, you know, even some of the other CLTs where it was just like, eh, you know, like I have this skill set. I got my license. I got my, you know, I like went and got my Atlanta cert, like, but that it, it was all things that were pretty easy to do and straightforward. Um, but the impacts where you hear that, like the parents, the relief that the parents had on the nights when they didn't have to manage their kids lymphedema routine, or I think it was maybe Amy that was like, you don't understand what a relief it is to be able to like sit and hang out with people and not have to, assess how my child is taking care of herself before bed um, or put her garments on or wrap her legs or do her MLD right. Um, so the, the simple things, the things that are simple for me to do made such a big impact for the campers and for their parents and are having these lasting effects, which just, I never would have thought that I could have that influence. And that's really encouraging for me to be like, you know, what else can I do if that was pretty easy? Like how many more campers can we, can we serve at camp or, you know, more lives can you change or how many kids can go participate in, in sports they never thought that they could do or um, so it's not just uh, decongesting of the limb volume. It's like, you know, what the life changes that we can inspire. And then professionally, I would say, um, you know, I was just asking my friends tonight, I'm like, where do all the kids get referred to? And where's the closest children's hospital? And what doctor do I talk to at children's to get them to refer to me? Or what's the best strategy to get into a clinic? So I think um, I would really like to figure out how, and maybe you probably have some ideas, buddy, on how to grow um, my pediatric referrals because there's no reason not to treat kids. Yeah, I'll definitely help you with some of those. And I don't want to skip over what you said about how just like this echo is going in your daily life, like your professional and your personal life. Um, I, I love that that impact is there. 
and that you're wanting to like lean into it instead of just being like, oh, that's a one-off. We're just going to do this once a week and every year I'll go to camp and volunteer and then it'll just be my little secret. But um, you're reminding me of me early on where I was like, I need a megaphone. I need to go to the highest mountain and just yell this out. Um, So yeah, I'm here to help. I'm here for that. I'll help you with that as much as we can. Perfect. Yeah, it's been fun. And it's so cool. And people just today, one of the intensivists was like, kids get lymphedema? Do they have cancer that young? And I was like, oh, let me tell you all about primary, secondary lymphedema. Hold on. Let me just stay on my platform for a minute. And then you can tell everyone else that you know. Yeah, no, that's the I think it's phenomenal that you're interested in working with more kids because to find a therapist that will take a child is so difficult because they don't have any prior experience working on kids. And in the five days that Lauren worked on Nicholas, I mean, she can tell you, I saw his legs like I had never seen them before. And I didn't think it was possible for his right leg to get any better than what it was, or even to not be as hard to the touch. And, you know, day one, Lauren will tell you on the, on the first day at camp and Nicholas wears his day in his night garments every day religiously, but his, his legs, parts of his legs were very hard. They were fibrotic. I think it was day four, Lauren, that she said, here, feel his leg. Do you feel that? That's the fib- fibrosis loosening up. Am I using the right terminology? Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, it and was- that like in itself is inspiring. We're like adults, kids, same thing. Yeah. And the parents want to listen. A lot of the adults are, a lot of the adults that I see have been living with lymphedema for so long that they're like, eh, I'm kind of invested. So, so all of your parents are just hungry for, for information. And that, that I have a lot of. Every parent, no matter if you have lymphedema or not, you just want to fix your kid you want to find any answer. And I think that's one thing that's really unique about this camp um, and just Bryland's feet and kind of what we provide for parents and kids with lymphedema is that it's not somebody who has either been told for a very long time for generations, for years to live with it, or someone who's had a very happy and successful life, but now uh, the effects of cancer treatment have left them disfigured or with lymphedema and an extremity. Um, It's a parent and a kid wanting their kid to have the best possible chance at like a really healthy life. I was thinking about what to be prepared for, for someone new coming to camp. And I was thinking um, that it's, as Christina alluded to, it's a very physical endeavor. It was, you know, a very active camp. Um, so, you know, it's like the physical aspects, the physiological aspects, teaching about lymphedema, treating lymphedema. And one of my favorite parts was kind of the social aspect of, of the support that, that you can give in so many different directions, you know, whether it's helping, I mean, I, on the rock wall was literally like holding them up so that if they slipped, they didn't come down on the auto belay where you're like, keep going, let me push you up there. Or, um, you know, all the CLTs doing silly dances to convince the kids to do something (laughs) or, um, you know, holding each other's hands as you're like, oh my gosh, what do I do about the situation? Um, And how do I, you know, in what way can you, 
piece together all of these lymphedema products to to decongest an area or uh, you know, how can you sit with the parents and just listen or share or tell them, you know, be supportive. So I think that camp was set up really well to, to address every aspect of, of the human experience. And it was, it became so much more than I would have anticipated. And I think that's part of what made it um, so rich and what I would encourage, you know, any therapist to participate in knowing that it's a, it's a full body experience. Magical and full body experience. That's what I'm coming away with after tonight. Perfect. It was great. Can't wait for the next one. Mother Teresa says loneliness and the feeling of being unwanted is the most terrible poverty. This podcast is here for you to find friendship and a community for your journey with lymphedema. Hey, everybody, I hope that you enjoyed learning more about Camp Watch Me and hearing specifically from some of our camp members and families and CLTs, Christina, Nick, and Lauren today. Email me with your story if you would like to share lymphedemapodcast at gmail.com or visit the website lymphedemapodcast.com to submit a topic for another episode.